0: You're listening to Across the Novelverse with hosts Chelsea, Michaela,
1: and Connor.
2: This podcast may feature adult content. Viewer discretion is advised.
0: In this discussion, we'll talk about Beautiful Boy by David Schiff, introduction and part one. So
2: this book begins before Nick is born um, discussing him and his wife getting pregnant and then uh, chapter, not chapter, part one goes through basically um, all of Nick's life leading up to his
0: addiction. Yeah, so it starts him out at the beginning. Part one really dives deep into what had happened with Uh, David and his wife he used different names I think in this book to kind of use discretion um, apart from his son's name Uh, but it talks about their divorce talks about um, you know them kind of getting like 50-50 custody so I think that's really where it began in in Nick's life because he was really young when that happened Mm -hmm. Um, and when you're really young like that and your parents get a divorce you kind of don't understand it Especially um, when
2: you're having to spend half a year on one side of the country and half of the year on the other side of the country. Right,
0: right. And, and not only that, but his dad, David, was uh, kind of living the bachelor life <laughs> for a little bit.
2: Yes, he was. He eventually realized the impact that was having on Nick, but...
0: Yeah, so I, I think that kind of like played a part in that as well. Uh, not only that, but as he got a little bit older, he started hanging out with what I would call the wrong crowd or what other people would call the wrong crowd. Because mm. um, he would just get into a little bit of trouble. It's not, like, major, but it's major in a parent's mind. Uh, Any trouble's going to be major in a parent's mind. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, Connor, what are your thoughts on introduction and part one?
1: Uh, it was definitely kind of slow. Um, which, I mean, for something like this, like a, I mean, probably most... These kind of things will probably be a little bit slower than a normal like fictional novel, um, but um, I mean it kind of details like from birth up to is it about like through high school almost. Part one.
2: Part one. He's take. He's in college. Yeah, okay. At the end so of part it goes one.
1: through college. Yeah. So you kind of is like getting like his first like a little part of his life so not even really getting into the meat of the book really quite yet so it is a little bit slow as of right now but i imagine once we get to part two and part three that actually might get a little bit more interesting um
2: you you really get to the most interesting uh i say interesting in a very um what's the word i'm looking for um <laughs> Small way? Small way, because in no way do we take this subject lightly. Well, um, no,
1: yeah, Drug abuse is like some, yeah, we obviously, none of us like condone. Yeah. <laughs> it, but <laughs> I think,
0: like, with memoirs in general, I don't, I didn't expect the author to go completely way back, like, when his mm-hmm. child was born.
1: Yeah, that was kind of interesting. Um, but
0: generally, with memoirs like this, It usually like starts out with an explanation of how it led to that, so it's 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 understandable. Very detailed explanation. I would have felt
1: like he could have been a little bit more detailed with like how he maybe got into drugs by skipping over like maybe maybe starting at like middle school. Because that's or like really what it kind of started. Like, why, why would we need to know about his, like, birth and all that? It doesn't make not much sense to me.
2: It's more to explain his relationship with his wife and then how his relationship led to his divorce, which impacted his son, Nick. Right, right. It it, it comes full circle. But what I was, what I was getting at is, um, you know, we don't take the subject lightly. When we say interesting, we don't mean... We're taking amusement in his, in his pain in his life. Um, we just say, you know, the things that are driving the, the reason for this book. Um.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. that kind of thing. Right. Um, but you do start to see the whole, um, addiction at the very, very end of part one. Um, and which leads me to believe part two is
0: going to be about his addiction. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't it uh, start out... Well, the
1: introduction starts out with him...
0: Explaining, explaining. A, a little bit about it and why he kind of, like, masked the identity of certain names. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure, because I uh, kind of snuck ahead and kind of read, like, two sentences, but it seems like it's from Nick's point of view in, in part two. Because hmm. well, it, it says I a lot.
1: That's interesting. Is, I mean, because he has his own book
0: yeah well so, or it could be that the father's like going in more detail about like his, his college days and well, yeah, i think yeah no
2: i think it's it's the father's perspective because he did also go to berkeley oh
0: okay. and the first it said it's my first
1: it summer is, I, in berkeley it oh, okay, okay make a lot of so, sense because I mean, he had his own take on drugs too yeah so Cause i was
0: like wait a minute is this starting to like take a little turn where it's kind of like from his son's point of view now but no,
2: I think he's explaining how his addiction was, because remember, if yeah, it, he, he, was, he, sure. he had his own, he literally says in the last sentence, I had my own experience with that drug too, and then if you go into the next part, which we won't, we won't go into detail about this, but he says, he starts talking about his own experience oh, with that drug, makes so sense,
0: yeah.
2: I think it's just explaining his experience with it. <laughs> <laughs> which one of you would like to go first?
1: <laughs> I mean... Like if he had his own addiction, that would even like bode more into the fact that like because a lot of people have parents who've, had, who've been addicted. Um, to Have like a higher percentage of addiction
2: to drugs can so, be. I don't want to say it's not, but, but you are more likely to become an addict
0: if you come from right. an influence mm-hmm. of an addict, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Nick finds out in the first part or not. I can't remember. Uh, he knew that he used to do marijuana. I don't know if he knows about everything else. Everything else.
1: And so that's what you wonder. He had to have known something more than what the, the book was saying.
0: I mean, it's completely normal, I think, for... well, You don't think, like, your parents would ever do that, right? <laughs> so I think it's completely normal for, you know, to learn about where your parents came from. But I think those talks like should come at an older age, not when he's in middle school or uh, you know, things like that. I
1: mean, a lot of in well, where we live in Cardinal, I mean you can get exposed to drugs in at a young school. age. That that's that's the that's the issue you're gonna have to understand where your kids going to school mm-hmm. I guess at. But even like some of these like you know, private Depends schools and stuff like that. Like, do you still get kids that, like, end up, like, bringing drugs to school. Honestly, I think middle school is, I mean, we had our, uh, the D.A.R.E. program in middle school. I that.
2: So. Not your yeah.
0: middle
1: school, my That's
2: middle a, school, but I remember that.
0: But, I mean, like, Maybe so, you can right. be exposed to drugs, yes, but as a parent having that discussion with your child, there's gotta be an age where you need to say, hey, like, I did this once but I don't think it needs to be middle school because then it, it's they won't like okay. That. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well,
2: they'll say, Oh my parents did it. So it's, it's okay. okay.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's it's a there's an age when they're appropriate so they don't have a conversation it's like, Hey, I did this, this is how it impacted my right. life. Like maybe late high right. school. Right, you're talking about
1: having a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean yeah, middle school you just say, Yeah, don't do don't do drugs. And then later, once they
0: discover... You can tell them why you're a hypocrite.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, there's <laughs> got
0: to be a point, though. you got to kind of let that go, because they will eventually either want to go to college or not. But they'll hit that adult stage. You know, and at that point, it's their decision. You know what I mean? There's you probably really...
1: want to have that conversation. Maybe at 16 or 17. Yeah. I
0: guess Once they're really being influenced by their peers. Right. But then again, a conversation is only a conversation, right? So... But, uh Kaylee, you wanted to talk about page 51. Oh, gosh, what was even on
2: that? <laughs> As I was so important? I didn't say it was important. It was the thing I wanted to talk about. So, this was the reason... This is what I wanted to bring up. Um On page 51, David talks about the reason he even started smoking marijuana. Um And he says... This um, pot helped me attenuate my awkwardness and insecurities. Besides all this, marijuana helped me feel something when I felt almost nothing. Helped me block out feelings that I felt too much, in precisely the way that pot made me think, made things both blurrier and more vibrant,
0: and allowed me to feel more and to feel less. I think that fits in well because, I mean, with, with Nick going through what he's going through, because it's kind of like late middle school, early high school, you start having those experiences where you kind of feel that way. Um, and if you're hanging out with the wrong people and you get introduced to it and that's the only thing that's making you feel okay, uh, then that would make sense as to why he's starting to do it then as to, opposed to, let's say, trying it in college or yeah. late high school. I mean... He was what in ninth grade or something when they went to the cabin and got drunk.
2: Yeah, that was the first experience that they talk about was the cabin.
0: But that okay. was after his father found marijuana in his bag. Mm-hmm. He kind of just it just laid everything out. That he had been drinking, smoking cigarettes, mm-hmm. smoking marijuana. He tried the cigarette once, I think, and he was like, That's not for me but he smelled like it because like he picked him up and uh he smelled like it so we kind of pressed him about it and he was trying to lie at first but then came out with it but I think as a parent myself that would be something that would be difficult to face uh, but this book I think really does a good job so far of kind of like helping with, like as to understanding and kind of ways to approach it when the time does come because yeah. it's eventually, I mean it's a normal thing that's, that happens
1: I feel like the real like Real good like audience for this book is like a parent who's either either about to go possibly go through something you know where they have to mm-hmm. talk to their kids about drugs or you know just a parent who struggled with a kid who's been on drugs
2: and something we discussed um which we realized about halfway through our reading of this part is that Nick had his own book with his own perspective on this mm-hmm. and that may be more for you know, the teenage side to see how it would really affect
0: and come from his point of view. Mm It would be interesting to read.
1: Yeah, because you'll probably get more of an explanation as to why he felt he needed to do this Mm -hmm. and why he made the friends that had the draw, like, like, why? And that's what most people want to know and you don't really get that quite in here because it's from the father's perspective and he doesn't really, he's struggling to know why and he still hasn't really figured it out.
2: Don't quote me, right. but I think it was called Tweak. I haven't looked it up in a minute, so I could be
0: completely wrong on the title. I also think when he was younger, another influence, and I'm not going to like call out famous people or anything, but mm-hmm. back in the 90s, especially early 90s, a lot of these famous people had a really big influence on kids. And yeah. and sure. uh, his major influence, from what I'm reading, was Kurt Cobain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Cobain was like the epitome of you know, drugs and, and rock star life and things like that. And I think Nick really looked up to that. And his dad really encouraged it, which shocked me. Um, but he doesn't really seem like the strict type of parent, you know what I mean? Like, he kind of, like, all right, we just went through a divorce. You know, I kind of just
2: want to be your buddy.
0: Right. Um, and I I get it's kind of hard to go through that, but um, I really think, you know, his, his uh, famous influence kind
1: of yeah celebrities play do kind of promote that lifestyle sometimes even though they don't always intend to promote it in the way that they want their fans to do it but right they do it because they that was their past and they want to write about it mm-hmm. or you know um sing about it but um yeah that could have that was a small reason uh, probably obviously bigger reasons but there was relationships with his yeah,
0: family yeah. Problems, I think it's it started it. with his parents divorced, and then yeah, um, not feeling that complete sense of love. Um, and then you know his musical influence had a, a part, his friends had a part, you know, mm-hmm. um, the way his dad approached him played a part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, his mother played a part because I think his mother cheated on his father, and that's why they divorced. I think that's the reason, if I remember correctly. Um. so to go through that at a young age is that's a lot to deal with and and he was super young and then you know having his younger siblings because part one discussed that too so then you're like okay well now i've got these new siblings um and and being from like a separate family it's kind of hard yeah he's kind of almost the outcast in that
2: family now because they're all connected and he's Mm -hmm.
0: right but he doesn't treat them any differently
1: didn't they also move at some point too? Mm, they yeah. moved. Mm-hmm. That's a, yeah. I a mean, person who's moved move, You've moved a lot too. Like that's a, a big deal for a kid be uprooted. So.
0: Right. I think um, on a positive note, this book really does um, give great description of where they're at, what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, what age it was all done at, who they met. Um, I think that's the best part about this book so far in a positive way Um, and I'm looking forward to it becoming more interesting in part 2 I am looking forward to
2: learning more about his addiction and how it affected his family in part 2
1: and I do also recommend like people who like to listen like Audible they have actually a really good uh, uh audible for this it's actually pretty like the guy who does it does like some like the, him as a kid and stuff like that and that's really it's like some of the like, cuter moments are actually kind of like really like read well, now roll. I understand why you were laughing
0: roll. at points when you were listening to it I did yeah. well, understand see, what you were laughing at yeah when, yes. when it's audible they kind of like tweak their voices and kind of mm-hmm. put yeah, in the extra stuff really, so it's it's it really makes good. it more interesting yeah I'm
2: surprised it wasn't read by David you sometimes will get memoirs and stuff to be read by the I writer
1: I think it was
2: that's interesting um, like I know but um some other memoirs I've read that could be to by to the
1: look the look that. I don't quote me on that, but I don't think it is I think it's written by somebody else honestly it sounds like Steve Crow which we'll get back to some movie has Steve Crow oh, in it but, that would be fantastic if it was. Um, but I don't think it's Steve Crow really. yeah. it sounds like him though right like, a little bit I am looking forward to watching the movie though with yes. the Steve Carell, no, that's the only was the one draw. that was like, you know, I want to read this book, and it's like, oh, this movie is Steve Carell. Okay, i will read the book.
2: Yes, we twisted his arm on this book because <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> yeah. But I think we're all in for a good surprise with this book. I hope I think it's gonna be more interesting
0: than our last read. Yes, it's definitely gonna um, be a deeper read. Uh, a more personal read, not to us, but to the author. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think. I think we'll all
2: learn
1: something. I think really, really like the movie, though. The movie, I'm, I'm excited. Really, <laughs> I'm really thinking really like like we'll probably like, the book will be alright, but I'm, oh, I think the I think we'll really like the movie.
2: uh just an update. We are going to change our reading schedule just a little bit. We're going to go ahead and finish the book, and then do another episode, and then we're going to do the movie and do another episode. So stay tuned. We'll post on our socials about that as well.
0: To submit a discussion question, email us at acrossthenovelverse at gmail.com. To follow our weekly discussions, go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at across the Novelverse.